Camion speaker, camion speaker, camion speaker, camion speaker. As we go live with the freak show jam, what? As we go live with the freak show jam, woo! What is up, baby? What is up? Yeah. Yeah. It's an episode of the Freak Show. Jam. Yeah. And I have no idea what uh, funny stuff to insert to start, so just fuck it. It's your boy Cybrex. Woo! <laughs> and and my yawning girlfriend over here. I'm so sorry. I did not expect that to happen at that exact moment. Timing. <laughs> Super Elsie. Super yawning Elsie. Yes, that too. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's, it's all good, baby. I did not We're playing it for laughs. <laughs> We're doing it live. I didn't write that down, though. <laughs> What's going on, baby? What's going on? Chilling. I ain't gonna lie. I am surprisingly low energy for... The time of the week it is, and huh. yeah, how come? I don't know. I think I could have used more sleep. Me too. I feel you. It'd be nice to be sleeping. It would be very nice. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna be like everybody. Isn't it crazy how when you're a kid you never want to take a nap, but when you're an adult you're like, ah, I need sleep. I really take those naps for granted. Yeah, I guess so. If only you could transfer them. Like, I, I want to save this nap. Can you imagine that? Pulling out in your late 20s, early 30s, pulling out... Uh, hey, I listen, I banked this nap from when I was five. And I really need it right now. And they look at it and it's like, shit, this is legit. Like, <laughs> my apologies. I don't remember having... Half an hour to the dot. I don't having like nap time at school oh no this is more like uh yeah i guess five probably not well no i I feel like they had that did they have that in kindergarten i don't remember certainly not in first grade certainly not in first grade but uh i don't know i don't i don't remember having nap time i mean i remember like you know put your heads down but that was like for like two minutes some people were getting like really rowdy and then like okay heads down I was like heads down for like two minutes oh okay maybe it was half an hour and I just thought it was two minutes you know what no I, I do I do recall heads down too huh this is tough hmm. because I also distinctly remember I distinctly remember, like, um, my my kindergarten class in, in Jersey being, like, um, yeah, having a nap time. It, it's all kind of a haze. Yeah. Imagine remembering a full day of your life uh, back when you were, like, five. It's hard to remember a full day of my life when I was 16. I remember a full day of my life. Now I'm 
Like you, what you mean, like a, a full day last week? I mean, like yesterday. Yesterday was a blur. I mean, you call me around eleven twenty for us to chat, and I was like, out, 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 out. Yeah, I actually fell asleep pretty shortly thereafter. Honestly. Yes. Yeah, so. I was. I was out baby out you're so so guac man you love it I do out you love the way I'm mixing up the guac yo throw your hands in the air if you ain't no hater Put your hands in the air if you got some guacamole flair. Okay. Hey, that's me! Alright, baby. What you got for us today? So, uh, we wanted to follow up on basically some of the stuff that we were talking about regarding the elections. Okay. So, depending on how this goes, the general election may have passed by the time this episode comes out. So that's why we wanted to get that episode to you first. Okay. Um, so I guess if you want more background on what we're talking about, go listen to that one first. Um, but yeah, one of, one of the races that we really wanted to yes. highlight here. Please refer to the episode called Vote Like Your Life Depends On It. Okay, I like that. Yep, we got our title, baby. Hey. <laughs> don't forget, because we're going to be looking for Vote Like Your Life Depends I don't see that. Yeah, I actually do note that. I note I note it when I'm listening, but um, well, actually, that's that's actually when I tend to catch it. But if I ask you, it's be it's probably because like we came up with one that just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. It's a process, y'all. Fair enough. It's a bounce pass. Have faith in the follow through. Is that a basketball song? <laughs> it it seems it seems to be like it's it uses basketball as a metaphor, but <laughs> what's a basketball song? It's not made by a basketball player. It's a uh, uh, bounce. Well, yeah, it's a bounce pass. Have faith in the follow through. Wasn't it a basketball song? Bounce, baby, bounce, we, wasn't it a little Romeo? I feel like there was one that's by Bow Wow, one but one that's by Romeo. Cause see, I distinctly—they both came out at the same time. I distinctly remember. And this is supposed to be on—is it on the Game Time album? See, they, they, see, Lil Romeo had "Throw 'Em Up," uh, and it was even featured in what is it? Damn it, what's the The Proud Family? Okay. Remember when he was in the Proud Family? That's right. Yeah. It's this one. Alright, that's all we should do. What is Lil Romeo up to these days? He's on growing up hip hop, making himself look messy, I guess. Oh, is he really? I mean, hopefully he just has to look that messy just to be interesting enough for the show. Goodness. 
Because, I mean, come, let's keep it real. Nobody's, nobody's literal real life is interesting enough. Yeah. Unless, you know, it's some type of shit that's constantly... I bet MTV would get bored watching, like, thugs. It needs to be, like, cartoonish, like, mess. They would want to see the shootout and then cut to the next shootout. I mean, I think we need interesting lives. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm talking about like messy, interesting, like enough, enough for half an hour of TV. Interesting. Like I remember having a classmate in the intro to acting and directing for TV and film class Mm -hmm. that she had had spoken, like had some friends who were like in the industry and stuff. I... To, actually, to be honest, a few of them had, like, friends who were, you know, well into the pursuit or had just some kind of connection. Okay. And she told me about somebody who had it on good authority that um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is generally a scripted show. And it's just like, yeah, that's pretty believable. Uh, You can see it. Like, how badly they act. Oh, yeah. Like, surprise, you're gonna throw a party! Oh, a party? So you're just gonna? Yeah. So you're just gonna? You're just gonna come to? You're just gonna give me a birthday gift on my birthday to my birthday party on my birthday with a birthday gift? Oh, mm, you shouldn't have. Gosh. Mm, I didn't know you were gonna be here. Remember when Paris Hilton was like one of the one of the original memes? That's so hot. There's a girl that I, I follow on, I think it's on Facebook. She, she makes videos, like, making fun of the Kardashians. I hope Paris Hilton is watching videos, uh, watching episodes of The Simple Life, just like, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers really thought I was that stupid. Let me see if I can find. Oh, and here's the other, while you're looking for that, here's the other, the little Bow Wow. Uh... They sound the same. They do. No. What happened? He even said left to right, right to left. Damn. If this is from 2000, that means this had to have come first. At this. Damn. Damity, damity, Which damn. Which one came out first? Uh, Bow Wow. Which makes sense too, because I mean, isn't didn't Bow Wow like start a couple years, a couple years before him? Didn't he get didn't he get like hot before, a couple years before him? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna show it to you. Yeah, cause see, um, so Bow Wow's is from Beware of Dog, his first album as Lil Bow Wow. Uh, he only had two as Lil Bow Wow, and then he became Bow Wow. Okay, are you ready? Almost. And then uh, Romeo dropped this on his second album, uh, Game Time, which was 02. All right, go ahead. Left to right, right to left, left to right, right to Yo, left. Yo, what in the that. fuck? Okay, so this is a girl that makes fun of the Kardashian. Ella me dijo que tú ya no quieres. Yo le dije a Chloe que yo ya no quiero trabajar. No me gusta. Yo tengo niños. 
y soy una mamá, pero yo también soy una mamá. Que mejor ya cállate. ¿Pero por qué vas a decir eso si tú bien sabes que yo también soy una mamá? The Mis hermanas están tan celosas de mí. No me entienden. Solo me importa mis niños. Because that's exactly how it is. And it's just like, how how did that show just... How did that show last for so long? Look, every Kardashian trailer. Hold on. Every trailer, you say? Yeah. On the Kardashian store, this season, on the Kardashians. <laughs> More drama. More betrayal. People think we're just a TV show. We're not just a TV show. This is my life. <laughs> well, if that's how you feel, you can go. I don't want it if it's not gluten free. I just want to be a mom. But I don't want to film today. She doesn't want to work. She has too many fucking boundaries. She's out. I just don't want to be a celebrity anymore. It's like nobody understands us. <laughs> what does it say season, season premiere next year maybe I love watching her video like, it's like she's Whoa, on point that's so on point you know cause it's sis- like my sister watches the current season of the Kardashians and I'm just watching it in the background and I'm just like why do we give these people so much power because they got money and people are People are just fa- people are so fascinated with money. Do y- y'all understand? Like this is a perfect storm. This has been a perfect storm of people just a a being poor. Uh, growing like living in a world of like a hustle mindset with movies like freaking uh, Wolf of Wall Street and shit like that, and actual offices that are like that. Um. What's it called? Us trying to idealize other countries' work cultures. Like, there's a surprising amount of, like, white supremacists who they like to... They they see, you know, their racism follows a natural progression to... Or follows the next natural step to thinking that all Japanese people are of the exact same culture... When they're not, um, and they praise Japan and countries sim- that they find to be similar to Japan for their cultural purity. 
and uh, wish that society in America or whatever their country is, because these are this is not limited to, to America, uh, we're just like that. Maintain that purity, um, but that that manifests also in how that people perceive Japan and South Korea's work culture, which is. I mean, yes, it seems like yes, people over there, they don't really seem to have a uniform opinion of it. Like, suicide rates are crazy in South Korea and in Japan. Yeah. And, and that's not to just isolate those two. Those are just two of the ones in particular that people like that. If they're, like, the people who aren't bringing the racism, uh, it's because they're obsessed with the, with the perception of their work culture. And uh, the way that neoliberalism fucking exploded with Reagan and Bush and Clinton and Bush and Obama and Trump and Biden. I don't know. I think I think there's a difference with the way that one lives life. Um, because here, I mean, the lower middle class basically live to work. Yeah. That's what it is versus, Absolutely. you know, working to live. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Though. And in Europe, I mean, you have to take, for example, your hour break in the middle of the day or sometimes like two hour break. Yeah. You go home, you meet up with your family, you have lunch with them, have lunch with your friends. And you're not tied to a 30 minute thing. My sister was showing me a video of one of her former colleagues who basically just her parents passed away. And... She was working at the local university here. And she was also working part-time with my sister. And after her parents passed away, she was like, you know what? I can't. I can't just basically just work and not really enjoy what I do. So she quit her job. She quit her jobs. She invested in a travel company. She opened up her own travel agency in Portugal. She packed up her shit and she's been living in Portugal. And she's been posting videos. I think it's on TikTok that my sister showed me. And it's her like walking down the neighborhood. And she's like, yeah, I'm homesick. But here, you know, you have the familial sense. Like people, you know, stores close at noon. Um, People go on breaks. People go have lunch with their families. They go take a nap. Oh, yeah. They really like go and, you know, they don't have to cash in those... uh, childhood naps on adulthood Mm. and then i go to my sister i go it's impressive because sometimes i'm working and i don't have time for lunch and i'm eating at my desk it's like that how how different the culture is we're going to europe hell yeah we're moving baby let's leave everything yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because it's a it's a it's a matter i think it's a big manifestation of the fact that labor movements Mm -hmm. and labor parties that kind of stuff stuck over there and they didn't have you know, the level, even in countries where they have a right-wing government, um, I guess they just didn't have the type of red scares that we had over here. Because mm-hmm. had, there had to have been something, because it was a very, it was very much a sentiment of, you know, the Eastern Bloc versus the Western Bloc. And the Western Bloc is capitalism. And, yeah. and the reason I bring up Reagan and Clinton is because those are really the two... The two administrations in which personal responsibility, uh, the personal responsibility crusade, you know, was under Reagan. 
And that was really to weaken labor unions and to weaken the power of the worker. Um, you know, in conjunction with trickle-down economics, cut the taxes on the wealthy so that they'll create more jobs. They must have had some scamming-ass uh, economists working with them because anybody with some fucking sense would be like, that, what? No! That, push them to fucking pay their people more. Um, you know, the culture of don't ask for more, do more. And it's like, I'm doing a fucking, I'm doing a fuck ton. I, I, I should be able to ask for what I deserve. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's all, I think that all comes from that. Perfect storm. Oh, um, also... Just an an internet age where people have been able to, I mean, some people have just got a flash in the pan and they've been really able to, you know, turn, they've been able to, to, to look like they're going straight rags to riches, but a lot of these rags to riches stories, they either got an investor or they themselves actually got a little money. Like, think about all these, like, uh. All these people who were able to transition from certain media to other media, mm-hmm. it's probably because they they either made a lot on that media or they had they had you know well off families or well off something to to fall back on. You know anything that looks like it happened that quick, it's it's because they want you to they want it to look like shit happened that quick. You know, all these all these type of endeavors, they've all taken time and we're a very results based society. And see that's what I liked about Gary V back when I was like into into his videos before he just seemed seemed more and more like a just a brazen grifter. Uh the fact that it it was about focusing on the process. Because we tend as a society, I feel like we do askew the process. Because uh, we're so obsessed with getting results now. We take uh, the process for granted and we take, honestly, good for granted because we expect it. I don't know if those are new phenomena. I really would not like to chalk them up to being new phenomena. They've probably just gotten worse over time as expectations on everybody have risen. Yeah. Um, you know, the... <laughs> Think about the expectations that we had on us back when we were in school. We There was more expected of us than the generation prior. Mm-hmm. Because of greater access to technology, because of greater access to information. And I, 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 unless basically things get more favorable toward that, toward workers and towards regular people, it seems like it's going to continue on that kind of trajectory. And so yeah, that's a that's a perfect that's a perfect environment for for people like the Kardashians to thrive. Um they were they they have the right producers to to just make you just fucking drool at gla- at uh, the perception of glamour. 
Um, I also think like branding is such a is such a weird has taken on such a weird like form. Like this is definitely not new because. You know, you were supposed to see Marilyn Monroe as the picture of American beauty. You were supposed to see Sharon Tate as, like, the model American actress. I, I don't mean model as in she was a model. I don't know that she was a model, was she? But for sure, she was supposed to be, like, that picture of that. And so, um, she was, what's it called? Not she. I was going to move on to somebody else. JFK? <laughs> was supposed to be, like, one of those, uh, I don't know where I was going to go with JFK, actually. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm just now thinking of people in the 60s. So, we're um, bouncing along. Yeah, we're bouncing. <laughs> Jump for me, throw them up. Left to right, right to the left. Goodness. <laughs> um... <laughs> I remember that diss, uh, Say What You Say, by Eminem with Dr. Dre, and Eminem was dissing cannabis, for the most part. Uh, second round knockout, he got into beef with LL Cool J, anyway, and, um, what's it called? And Dr. Dre was dissing, uh, JD, Jermaine Dupri. And one of the one of the lines he said was, "Over eighty million records sold, and I ain't had to do it with ten or eleven year olds." Yo, yo, that's funny. And he said, "Uh, granted, he said a couple of like you know, like he, like he called them the the you know M slur for shorter people for little people." Um, he said, "Mini me running around." Went in with a bunch of mini U's. Uh, and I was like, I mean, damn, that's fucked up. But then you think, then you look, you see him in the Bounce With Me video with Bow Wow and the way he's dressed. And it's just like, damn, dude, you got the exact same outfit as him. You didn't have to do that. I mean, dress how you want, but you didn't have to dress just like him. Are you kidding me? Like, that's probably what he was watching when he wrote that. He was like, look at this. It is fool. Man's think he's the same age as Bow Wow. Like, damn. <laughs> that was a... That was kind of a savage diss song, though. I want to go and listen to it. What's it called? Say What You Say. It's from the Eminem show. Okay. So, uh, check this out. Left to the right, right to the left, left to the right, right to the left. <laughs> yes, left to the right, right to the left. So, we were watching some stuff about Marjorie Green, and, yo, I don't know where to begin with her. She frustrates me a little bit. You know what? I actually want to start here. Okay. Recently? No, we won't play the video. We'll just go straight to, straight to the article. So there's been some leaked text uh, from Kelly Leffler. You guys remember her? Yeah, me either. 
Jesus, baby. The, uh, no, of course, but the, uh, what's it called? The, the senator who's married to the director of the New York Stock Exchange. The literal picture of American corruption. <laughs> like. But that kind of made her an easy target, too. Because, I mean, those same people who, there were totally people who turned against her who probably still voted for Trump. Mm, very likely. Yeah. So, she was under a lot of pressure, you know, before she got before she got wrecked by Senator Warnock, um, to challenge Donald Trump's 2020 election defeat. So says Mediaite, but we, you know, we all know this. So, leaked texts, and apparently they shed light on various conversations regarding not only the 2020 election uh, presidentially, but also... Uh, her versus Senator Warnock, which obviously by calling him Senator Warnock, in case he didn't know, means she lost. Mm. So let's see. She was contacted by those who intended to dispute Congress's certification. They re- they recreated messages, sh- uh, show oh no the recreated messages show how various challenges challenges. I'm just fucking up right now. Various colleagues and pro-Trump forces urged Leffler to join them in objecting the certification, one of whom was Marjorie Taylor. We should we should start calling her Marjorie Taylor, right? Right? We should. I mean, isn't it also isn't it against all Bible beliefs that divorce is a sin? I don't know. It depends. Like, uh, if she's... I thought the Protestant, like, uh, church was, like, Basically for that very purpose. That you can divorce? Yeah. Is she a Protestant? Because she's like a Baptist or a Methodist or some crap, right? Isn't Protestant just like anything that's not anything that's not Catholic? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a sinner. I don't know. Hmm. So let's see. You know that song? She's a runner. She's a track star. Oh I'm gosh, a, I hate that song. I'm a sinner. <laughs> I'm nothing else. <laughs> I'm a sinner. I'm a podcaster. You're a sinner. You're a pod star. There you go. I'm a pod star. Not Gosh, to be confused baby. with the pods from Love is Blind, which I got to follow up on that. That new... The new episodes I just came out. Stop! I, was, I, I held my yawn back because you look like you were going to yawn. I'm just like... That that show is confusing. Because you haven't seen it. Yeah, the trailer told me everything I needed to know. What did it, what did it tell you? Love is blind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm also just not interested in dating shows. Oh. What was that one where people like dress up? I don't know. That like one. people in costumes. That you one remember? was weird. So you did check it out though? No, I saw the trailer for that one. That didn't caught my attention. Um, okay, so, from Green, apparently she asked Leffler to talk about a plan we're developing on how to vote on the Electoral College votes on January 6th, which, right off the bat, even if some of that was word salad, 
the content of what she was saying was basically saying fuck the fuck the electors because or fuck the act fuck where the way the electoral votes are actually supposed to go because remember how you're really because of this fucked up electoral college that we have that people like Marjorie Green support, right? Mm. Because they want minority rule, not majority. Um, so you're really voting for who your state goes for. So since Georgians mostly came out for Biden, the state should just cleanly go to Biden, right? Those 16 electors go to Biden, right? I'm, I'm waiting for you to yell at me. Wrong! <laughs> Wrong! We're talking about Rick James. <laughs> about uh, how to vote on the electoral college votes. So right off the bat, that alone, again, even if she didn't exactly use the words she wanted to use, those words expose that she didn't really care how the votes are supposed to go because she wanted to concoct a plan on how that should go differently. She said, I need a senator. I figured just say that the same way anybody would say, I need an adult. Because she operates like a child. She needs a hero. And she found Leffler. <laughs> Uh, this was on, de- on December 2nd, 2020. And I think this is a major help for you to win on the 5th. Okay, so these, so I need a senator, and I think this is a major help for you to win on the 5th. Those were texts. Less than three weeks later, on December 20th, uh, Green invited Leffler to a White House meeting the following day that she had organized with Trump, his legal team, and members of Congress who are going to challenge the electoral college votes for Biden in several key states on January 6th. See, that's another thing that bugs me out, is several key states. So... If you think there was fraud, I mean, just gun it. Just fucking floor it. 120 miles per hour. Look at... Challenge every state. They don't. They know there wasn't. There's an ad in my way. There's an ad in your way. That's wild. That's a wild ad in the way. There's an ad in the way. Right, we're we're spelled by things savings. There's a ghost. Boo! There's a ghost. Boo! There's a We need to score. We need to, we need to do a soundtrack to a movie or something. <laughs> Wasn't there a ghost though? There was a there ghost. There was a ghost. There, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, there no, no, you're absolutely right. I'm just no. saying. I'm just saying that was gold. So, um, Leffler reportedly told Green she was with uh, Ivanka Trump on that day and couldn't attend, but added that everything is on the table with regard to January 6th. See, I could believe she just said that because Kelly Leffler looks like she doesn't believe a fucking thing she says. 
She looks like she just goes out there and does what she's told to do, even in her personal life. Uh, not to say that that makes her like a victim. I'm just, no, I'm just saying it makes her a willing participant in fuckery, in, in just about any fuckery she thinks will make her money. Uh, at the suggestion... Oh, no, that, I already read that. So, Kelly, I wanted to give you the heads up that I'll be contesting the electoral votes on January 6th. This was Jody Heiss, another representative from Georgia, who, uh, who, who did apparently attend the meeting, at least told her she'd attend the meeting. Oh, no, this is, this is a dude who told her he'd attend the meeting um, and object to certification. Wanted to check up with you about doing the same in the Senate. I know you've had people ask. I was wondering if you've made a decision. Now, why is that? It's because um, Congress people, or yeah, basically representatives like um, Marge, like Marjorie Taylor, and like Jody Heiss, seem to just be there just to take up space. You know, um, you gotta, you gotta, have, you have to imagine if you're not on any committees, and she was on committees. Green was on committees until, you know, her removal because Jewish space lasers and all the other things. So, if you're just there in Congress, not on any committees, and you're not going out there proposing certain things that are actually good for people, talking about things on, like, media appearances that are actually good for people, then... You're just a fake. You're just a fucking space wasting, brazen goon for the corporations. Which is what a lot of these Republican Congress people, and let's keep it real, y'all. A lot of uh, Democratic Congress people, Congress people to the right, are. Um. So let's see. Proclaimed she would contest the 2020 election uh, in order to get Trump to rally on her behalf. Yeah, that sounds right. Receiving more messages from Senator Ted Cruz and others asking her to join their own election objection plans. Uh, and they they always, you know, how, how much have we heard from Josh Hawley? Like almost nothing outside of that, uh, outside of him being a dick to that professor talking about trans people. Probably because he because all his he he probably put all his eggs on the uh, on on getting clout for contesting the election. Yeah. But then people moved on. But Holly didn't. <gasps> yeah, is he up for re-election this year? Actually, have a Holly jolly Christmas. Cruising Holly, cruising Holly, cruising Holly in cahoots. Oh no. Two years. Your um, mom sent me the funniest videos. Oh, uh, tell me in just a sec. The, basically, after that, um, after, the, after Congress reconvened after the fucking insurrection, uh, that's when Leffler abandoned her plan to object to the election results. And considering she got smashed in the election, that's all she wrote. Kelly Leffler went home 
to her money. And has never been heard from again. Except for money. <laughs> so what'd she send you? Oh. I'm gonna take a little break from what we're talking about. This is what your mom sends me. Are you ready? What in the That baby is crying and she's That's so fucked up. She's just putting a filter on him. Ugly as filter too. Yo, freaking torturing that baby! Come on, cut it out. That's how you kids stop trusting you early. So, um, keep that in mind when she proceeds to describe it. Well, when she received, when, basically when she, when she kind of shows some inconsistency here. Hmm. She is facing a challenge for, uh, for her seat in the house. We got Democrat Marcus Flowers, who is a veteran and who apparently was a contractor for the Defense Department and stuff like that. So yeah, like I mean, you know, that's it's not it's not outside of the uh realm of who's normally you know, elected. Um shout out to shout out to a black a black man from from uh Northwest Georgia running though. Yeah. With legit experience. Yeah. So they give us a clip here. You see how she clearly rehearsed those lies? Yeah. She was she wanted to be she wanted to be called responsible for that. I think his I think his response was solid, but she fucking she wanted to be called that because she clearly rehearsed those fucking lies and that that uh, diversion into but there was election fraud. Where's the proof? Didn't she go on to say that her husband has the proof? Listen, Marjorie Taylor Kardashian, <laughs> you rehearsed that. That was all stage. Also, your ex-husband. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, she she's just a she's just a big mess, and she was on a public access show. 
Because, I mean, I, I guess that, I guess she figured she was going to go on this public access show with people who look and sound like her, and they were all going to just say the same stuff. She was going to get calls just praising her for being brave and for going against the Biden administration and defending our troops and defending our children's innocence. Remember, that's that's her whole thing is the uh, protect children's innocence stuff. Mm-mm-mm. So she was met with some, she was met with, you know, real questions because the people who called in were, you know, real people. So, <laughs> funny how that happens, right? And apparently, somewhere along that line, she ran off. <clears throat> but this is what they, this is a clip of uh, what they got on, on the watch list. Marcus, Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Clue what we were getting into, and now I'm voting Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. Marcus Flowers. I'm Marcus Flowers, and I approve this message. All right, we're back. And folks, the incumbent representative, Marcia Taylor Green, is here facing Democratic uh, opposition. Marcus Flowers on November the 5th, the race. I'm a lifetime patient. I'll be standing there. God bless you. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're talking. Marjorie Taylor Green expressed support for executing Democratic members of Congress. Flood the Capitol building. Flood the Capitol building. The Capitol building. American democracy. Is hanging by a thread. Yo. Shout out to Marcus Flowers for buying up all the ad space he could between <laughs> those breaks so that as soon as they went to break, they were reminded, oh wait, this chick's crazy. Mm. I mean, if what they're actually seeing in front of them isn't, you know, evidence enough. But... I think, let's see, this has to be the gem. You talk about the, the, uh, women's rights. Okay, you're blaming us all on the women. My body is my body, and I want, I don't want the government telling me what I can do with my body. Ma'am, are you having children anytime soon? I'm, um, that's my question. I'm asking a legitimate question. And you're right, it's your body, but a baby inside a woman's womb is another person's body. Um, okay. But I don't I don't think you're having children anytime soon, so I appreciate your interest in women's <laughs> But killing an unborn baby is not a woman's right, and that's not health care. See, she, she rehearsed that too. She, yep. she had to pivot into what she rehearsed. Yep. Um, come on. I don't think you're having any babies anytime soon. How is that not talking down to your constituent? How is that not insulting her? Basically calling her dried up. Jeez. Oh, I love, I love that Vanity Fair picked that up. Marjorie Taylor Greene tells women she's too old and barren to have a say in abortion. Wow. Yeah, because she tried to you do know, a whole thing. I think she should apply the same mentality with men have no fucking ovaries, so they shouldn't have a say in the, in the discussion. Yeah, but see, then she'd only ever use that on pro-choice men. 
She's trash. She conveniently just say that 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 pro life men. Well, they just they just love the babies, and it's just like yeah, yeah, they love the. I bet you love the babies. I'm just saying, I, I I'm very surprised that somebody hasn't, with all the with all the fucking Q and the 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 fact that basically the only logic that they have in Q is how do you know they're not? How do you know she's not? Just to use their logic, I I you know if it comes out that she is obviously lock her up, but you know also lock her up for you know shit she's done that. Is also uh, insurrectionist. Thought that thought that was against the Fourteenth Amendment. Baby, you know good and well we don't go past the Second Amendment, right? <laughs> it's like amendments. Uh, only amendment I know is thou shalt not steal, and it's like uh, you mean a commandment from right? the Bible. I remember. Seeing years ago, somebody made a post saying they're trying to get away with our right to bear arms in the ten in the in the Ten Commandments. It says you have the right to bear arms. <laughs> all right, guy. You know you're passionate. That's all well and good, but a quick Google search would have let you clarify your point. People are trash. <laughs> Poorly constructed point as it is. You have your right to an opinion, but that is just false, sir. Uh, yeah, some people unfortunately are trash. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to need that to... Pokemon to run, clean them up. Oh, yes, I was putting... Uh, I'll, I'll tell them after. We got another clip. I know you say it's your body, your choice, but I don't think you're having any children anytime soon. I think we need to focus on the future of America, and that's our children. Healthcare saves lives. Abortion kills a life. Thank you so much for your question tonight. What's up with the smile? That's her. She's always had that smug, just, I'm better than you smile. I'm Christian, and therefore I'm better than you. That That's, that's her smile. That's why she and Matt Gates get along so well. They they have they have matching smug ass smiles. Mm-mm. I'm okay. gonna focus on the fact that you are still you're still on that election. You you still don't believe that that Georgia voted for uh, Biden. You still don't believe that. I mean, you're, you're you know you're, you're you said you, that that Georgia you don't believe that happened. See, that's such a dumb argument because it's like, huh, you want to talk about inflation in the last couple years? You've been in office in the last couple years. What have you done? So, yeah, it's like, A, what have you done? And B, before you were here, this particular inflation, obviously inflation is going to come and go and come and go again. But this particular inflation came during your term. So to the untrained eye, things were better before Before you. you. Hmm. (laughs) That that really hit me during a Salazar ad last night. How it didn't talk about any of her positions. 
it just talked about shit that's happened since Biden has been president. And it's just like, yeah, you're framing this shit as bad shit, but it's like, you you and him assumed office at the same time. Obviously not the exact same day, because Congress, you know, they take office on January 3rd, but and the president on January 20th. are but, conveniently forgetting that there was a fucking worldwide pandemic. Oh, absolutely. But they don't care about that. They think it's over. But... But even even at that, I'm just that I'm just perplexed at the fact that in the last two years, shit's gone tits up. You've been in office the last two years. So on that logic, why the fuck would I want you back? It sounds like that this is literally what happens with a lot of these one term, you know, one term Congress people. It's the fact that they're not able to. Um, what's it called? They, they, I guess they're just not effective at showing if things are better with them. Um, you know, it's one of those things that makes me think about like what happened with candidates like Donna Shalala and uh, Debbie McCarcel Powell. Because it's not like they were running drastically different campaigns than other conservative Democrats. But... <laughs> These two, these couple districts are a little wishy-washy, you know, two years of a Republican doing bad kind of galvanizes the Democrats. Two years of a Democrat not doing enough galvanizes the Republicans. Mm -mm. That's what happens in swing districts. (laughs) I just can't. How's your inflation? Nigga, how's your inflation? And there was, oh gosh, this was the gold. No, that actually, actually before it was the gold. This is the additional gold. This is the extra gold that they, that, the, uh, that they tried to hide from you by not including it in the video game manual. Do you support the illegal invasion? The illegal invasion. What is the illegal invasion? Of aliens? Right. Oh, the, the Chitauri, obviously, the Avengers. Oh! Right, okay. Well, no, I don't support that one. No, because the Chitauri are a fucking crazy hive mind. You know, like Q supporters. <laughs> and Trump supporters. Yeah. Shoot, in case you in case you can't hear because it's kind of faint. This caller says in the debate she was very adamant that she was a victim of January sixth. But you gave an interview just days before January sixth, coming out of the White House, where you said y'all just meeting, uh, making preparations for the ejection on January sixth. I was just hoping you could explain just a little bit more about how you can shoot the Unfortunately, the clip doesn't go on from there, but uh, that had to, it had to be then, after that, where that, they took that break, and then they came back 
to He says, why'd you do that? Then he laughs. She left? Yeah. Why did she leave? Tough questions, I guess. She wanted to be praised. That This is what these kind of politicians want. All they want is praise. I like the guy's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Jeez. Goodness. It says night talk. Um... Jeez. Yeah, she maybe she had to go do CrossFit. She had to just you know do that noodle noodle arm exercise that allegedly is proper CrossFit form. You know, I ain't ain't gonna lie. When I saw that that clip of her doing CrossFit, kind of gave me some anxiety. You know, like yeah, I want her to be voted out, but I don't want her to like break her arms, like. But that yeah, I I I feel you. I, I feel where you're going. But then she won't learn anything. <laughs> I love how you know me. Goodness, because she is the type that she reminds me of a kid. Like some of these politicians are like kids. Some of these just public figures are like kids, and. They just they just want to run around and, you know, be told that the thing that they're imagining is valid, except since they're an adult, it's like a real thing that, you know, act, it, it's it's it, it amounts to some some shit, uh, some shit that a kid would think up. But they're using real money to do it and they're like actually making real people's lives harder to try to do it. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's like it's like if Thanos was like a theoretical physicist, a theoretical physicist, and everything he said was just—I mean, granted, everything he said was pure theory. You know what? Never mind. They called him a madman. So, we might have found the most fucking hilarious ad ever. Play, it, baby. I'm going to try and I'm going to have to adjust the 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 levels because it's like I don't know I, I guess they recorded it straight from the TV whoever got it first and then uh TYT uh used it Okay, I'm ready. When did racism against white people become okay? Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. Kamala Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. Liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Progressive corporations, airlines, universities, all openly discriminate against white Americans. Racism is always wrong. The left's anti-white bigotry must stop. We are all entitled to equal treatment under law. America First Legal paid for this ad. Yo. Like wham 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 like this is this is bullshit too, by the way, but just like wham 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 When did any of this happen? I'm sorry, but the left is targeting white people. 
Like the series of For white the people. White. Ah. <laughs> yeah. In modern day, mm-hmm. we call them black people. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to sound bad. Yeah, but they they do target dark whites. <laughs> Look at this section. The section where they're saying where they're saying stop left wing racism. All of those people look like they're watching this ad, this very ad, and they're about to bust out laughing. Okay, at can, how can fucking you go back for the previous person? Okay, he yeah, he looks like he does a KKK. No, he looks like he's part of the KKK. He looks like he's about to fucking. He looks like he's about to die laughing. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, she doesn't look white. She gives me like Middle Eastern vibes. Oh really? Where she she gives me um well. The thing is, Middle Easterners, a lot of them are being considered white. Oh. Yeah, when you fill out that form, but, it shows uh, Middle Eastern and North African uh, with white. But according to the agenda of the Republicans, Middle Easterns were terrorists. Right. Huh. But it's the brown ones who are terrorists, like the ones from oh. Iraq and Iran. Now, the ones from Turkey... Apparently they're white enough. Oh, gotcha. They like the they they especially love the Christian ones from uh, from Lebanon. Ooh, they love them. Alhamdulillah. Oh wait, sorry. Praise <laughs> Jesus. Um, what's it called? I actually know. Uh, what's it called? I actually have a couple old friends from marching band who, inexplicably Republican, and are um. Christian Lebanese Americans. That's that's always interesting, like here. Yeah, cool people, very cool, but um, I was very perplexed as to how they could support Mitt Romney. I was honestly very perplexed as to how anybody uh, could support Mitt Romney outside of the fact that outside of religion, because he was the most vocal, or he was the most like he he it felt it felt like he revealed the most. Uh, before Trump, that is, about wanting to get rid of Planned Parenthood. He straight up said, Planned Parenthood, we're going to get rid of that. I'll never forget that. I but, don't understand why people try to get rid of Planned Parenthood because they're like, oh, because it has to do with abortion. You know that they only have like 17 or 20% of, of what they do is abortion? You know everything else that they do? No. Of course not. Also, America first legal. Like, that should be your first sign. I mean, you know, for, for more something more palatable, if any right-wingers made their way to this podcast, uh, we appreciate your, your open mind. Um, this should be your America first sign. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? Am I using, am I, am I mastering their tongue? Yeah. <laughs> this is such crap. Okay, so Biden's restaurant relief program excludes white male owners. That's not true. Uh, so shout out to TYT for having the quote ready. Our focus will be, this is from January 8th, 2021. Two days uh, after, remember, two days after the... Uh, the coup attempt, and 12 days before he assumed office. Our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street. 
they can't handle that. They're, they're not talking about Wall Street. And also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but yes, Main Street is more of a, you know, more terminology. But that's in down here. They're trying to replace everything on Main Street with Wall Street shit. People can't regular people can't afford to live on Main Street anymore. Uh, so it's our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy or well connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Our priority will be Black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses. And finally, having equal access to resources needed to reopen and rebuild. That's a good thing, right? Oh, but it's a bad thing for you because you just happen to be a white male opening your business now. And it's just like... Remember that point? Right? Remember that argument that Kat and Jane had in the bull type about... Like, they kind of purposely wrote it, wrote it that way so that they would have an argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane being mad about the affirmative action when it's like, really, she was mad about not getting the job. But, you know, they wanted to have that conversation. So uh, they kind of made it seem, they kind of made it more about about the, uh, and, and honestly, I don't think that Kat was like, out of line for feeling that way because Jane was kind of doubling down mm-hmm. and she wasn't like stopping and being like, I'm just bummed out. I don't got a job, but honestly, you're right. Somebody else is going to get this opportunity, but you know how it goes. They, if they did that, there'd be no episode. Yeah. They needed to extend it for four to five minutes. You know, like, uh, if, if if Peter had gone to the MIT people right away rather than going to rather than going to Doctor Strange first, there might have been no movie. <laughs> if Peter hadn't trusted uh, Mysterio, there'd especially be no No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, leave it to this is this is Stephen Miller's shit. That sperm looking piece of crap. He looks like evil Sheldon. I know I've said it a million times on this very show. He looks like evil Sheldon. Don't he? He looks like Megamind when his brain got smaller. That too. I'm just saying, they're for sure going to look for Jim Parsons to play him in the Trump biopic. They're going to get Alec Baldwin as Trump. They're gonna get uh they're gonna get Jim Parsons to be Stephen Miller. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think of who they get to be Mike Pence. Help me out, baby. Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I might have to look up Mike Pence SNL. Yeah, the guy that does him on SNL will be great. He looks like him too, like Yep. Okay, yeah. Who is this? Beck Bennett. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, sorry. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is a skit with, um, looks like John Mulaney and uh, Kate McKinnon and Fred Armisen. 
who are they each supposed to be, though? Um. Yeah, because this is something she's, different. She does Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Yeah, it does look like Warren. Yeah, I think Elizabeth Warren did a cameo once with her. Nice. Yeah. So is that says South Carolina? I don't. Can we watch a skit? Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, this isn't gonna give us a skit. This is CNN business. Oh. Hold up. So, oh, so so Fred Armisen is Bloomberg. Oh, okay. I thought he was Biden. Does that mean Mulaney's Biden? Yeah. And uh, Larry David was Bernie Sanders. Okay, I dig it. Yeah. Okay, I want to see the skit though. Yeah, let's find it. Bring the skit. Bring the skit. All right, so SNL, Mike Pence, Warren, Biden, Sanders. Yeah, when is that from? Oh, it's from 2020. Okay. Ah, I think this is it. All right, so we're going to watch this and then... And then get right back to you with the reaction. So that was fun. It, it was funny. Uh, what is the name of the of the the, the her her name? Uh, Kate Kate McKinnon. Oh my god, I love her. Does it, was that an accurate accent for Elizabeth Warren? It felt a little southern. Now now it makes me want to check where she's from. I don't know, but I, I personally love Kate McKinnon. I think she's so funny. Oh, yeah. And Oh, never mind. She's from Oklahoma City. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, then. Oh, I also didn't know that she's vice chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus. Oh. Look at that. I really liked her student loan forgiveness plan when she was running. Yeah, I, I don't understand what, uh, what's it called? I don't understand why she keeps getting shut down. Because she's a woman? But, like, they chose Hillary in 2016. Yeah, but Hillary's a Clinton. Yeah, I guess. And she was already known. I guess. But let's see. Elizabeth Warren, um... Oh, wow. She was a Republican from 91 to 96. Oh, that was very short-lived. Yeah. And then, since then, has been a Democrat. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> all these politicians who have switched parties should go, to, should go to show you how much the parties themselves have changed. The fact that John Neely Kennedy was a Democrat. I was a Republican. I mean, Jenk Uger from the, from the Young Turks was a Republican. Yeah. I, was a, I mean, it wasn't really until... You know, in recent years that I really started, like, rating up on it. And then I, I, you know, changed parties. I think I changed parties in 2016. Do you vote for Hill Dog? I did. Okay. Yeah. Not who I wanted. I, you know, I, I voted for Bernie in the primary. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't. I wasn't as invested in politics as I am now. I hear you. And I think it's because now, as, as we get older, it impacts our life more. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff that are going on, a lot of policies, a lot of stuff that really impact 
me as a person, as a woman. So... A lot of shit's coming to a head right now, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, not even it feels like, it is. Um, the, the game, for a long time, has been... I mean, remember, before the game was just not, you know, disallow people from, from, poli- from engaging in politics. Mm-hmm. Before it was, you know, you know, at first it was, yeah, if, if you're not basically a part of our class, if you're not a part of, part of our elite class, then yeah, your voice means fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, all white men got the, right, got the right to vote, but it was like... Yeah, but if you're not a white man, we really don't want to hear your voice. So, you know, it's 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 such a it's so weird that when you think about how the populist champions of those of those times really were only champions for white men's voices. It's yeah. crazy how you know the the democ the, the the first era Democratic Party movement was about getting people who weren't aristocrats. Uh, the right to vote. Um, that word aristocrats remind me of the aristocrat cats. Yeah, that, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Ba- oh, yeah. Basically, it's that's very much like a a, a play on words there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was you know, well, we freed we freed enslaved people. Now to really enfranchise them, really show that they're part of our country. We got to give them the right to vote. Wait, 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 all of them? All right, I guess just the men. It, it, it's probably, it probably went down like that. Because they you read it, I think it was the 15th Amendment, and it goes, it goes along with, um, you know, no discrimination based on everything except they didn't include sex. Then it was the 19th Amendment that did include sex. <laughs> But that's a, you know, a bigger conversation about how society has, has basically subtly, but also not so subtly, <laughs> seen women as property for a long time. Yeah, we're second class citizens. Damn shame. Yeah. So, uh, back on this ad. Um, In the eyes of white fragility. Yo, for real. Here we have white people wine. Put a pacifier in their mouth so they can choke on it and really cry. Thank you, Super Elsie. <laughs> Legendary schools. Oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> so, uh, factcheck.org. Factcheck.org. Yes, Ooh, they, they're covering this. and um, I love factcheck.org. So they talk about how... How does one get a job with factcheck.org? Because I, I would love to factcheck people and be like, factcheck.org. Well, we'll look for their careers page. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you. So they're talking about the ad. They say, just like you heard, uh, Joe Biden put white people last in line for COVID relief funds. That's just not accurate. First of all, COVID began under Trump. Mm. And Trump, in line with his, you know, uh, big business love himself, 
I mean, if anyone... I just did the Trump pants. Oh, right? <laughs> but see, I, I guess people wouldn't be able to tell because your, your, your hands and arms are proportional to your body. Yeah, he's part T-Rex. Yeah. And who really... Who got... Who was first in line for aid? Uh, people with money. Especially business owners with money. All right, so here we go. For example, when the, when the SBA established the Restaurant Revitalization Fund in March 21 to provide emergency assistance to restaurants and bars impacted, it set up a 21-day priority period only open to small businesses that are at least 51% owned by women, veterans, and those deemed socially and economically disadvantaged. This is in 2021... Because the the Biden administration was actually, you know, was actually going to do something about this and the Trump administration just wasn't. Um, I mean, beyond PPP loans. And again, who got a lot of that? Didn't Amazon get a PPP loan? Yeah. The fuck? Mm-hmm. When Jeff Bezos got it. So he could have just come out of his own fucking pocket and protected the paychecks of his of his uh, his employees. But nah, that's a violation of Reaganomics. <laughs> no, because see, you cut taxes on the wealthy and they'll spend more of the money they save creating jobs. <gasps> and then more people are making money. Let me take the paperclip out of my mouth. Yo, I don't want to choke on that. Please don't. <laughs> like, please don't choke, I mean. Please, please do take it out. Um... Yeah, I'm sorry, but if you really, if in 2022, you really think that trickle-down economics works, you're lying to yourself. Liar! You're lying to yourself because you don't care about working-class people. Nope. And hey, I get it. There's so much going on in the world. If nobody in your life is working-class, if nobody who's close to you is working-class, then it has nothing to do with you, right? I mean, that's our era. That's the era we're in, right? The... The, the the that's the that's the that's the uh the effects of the personal responsibility crusade. It's the every man for himself kind of thing, right? <coughs> Except if you're a big business, especially if that big business is contributing to some of these politicians' campaigns. Mm. How does how is it they say? Rugged individualism for working class people. Yep. And then basically the socialism that they don't want for working class people for corporations. Ain't that some shit? No, what's the other way you say? Ain't that about a bitch? Ain't that about a bitch? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, from twenty one, uh, deemed socially and economically um, disadvantaged. Though that that was the priority for those twenty one days. Women, uh, majority women owned, majority veteran owned, or majority owned, or basically the the business is socially or economically disadvantaged, or the owners are. Socially disadvantaged uh, people were defined as those who have been subjected to racial or ethnic prejudice or cultural bias because of their identity as a member of a group without regard to their individual qualities. Now, this is the narrative they always try to flip because literally their whole thing I, I, it's, it's honestly very amusing, too, because their response to affirmative action is, well, I mean, if, shouldn't the most qualified guy, you know, have it? So why can't this white guy have it? 
I guess they weren't the most qualified, were they? I guess when we insisted, once we insisted on that level playing field, you, you start to notice that, sure, that white guy got an 85 in, sure, let, let, let's, say it's a, let's say we're grading him, let's say we're giving him a, a school grade. Sure, that white guy got an 85, which is good, very good. But once we once we forced that playing that level playing field, now we saw this black woman. She got a ninety. Ooh. Yeah. This black man, he got a ninety-two. Ooh. Yeah. This. Um, but you know what the outcome of that is? The white guy was having a bad day. Oh. In the eyes of the white fragile. I can't even do it with a straight face. Um, America League, America First Legal brought a lawsuit on behalf of business owners in Texas for what Miller called a deplorable, hold up, let me see if I can do his voice, a deplorable and unconstitutional scheme that sent restaurant owners on the basis of their race to the back of the line for a limited pool of funds. So you're saying that there should be a more there should be more funds so that more businesses could, you know, benefit from this, especially more businesses that need them. Right? No. Nah, he just he just means white businesses should get this, especially white businesses who align with his beliefs. Come on. That lawsuit and two others were successful. Wow. Federal court said the prioritization for those disadvantaged because of race or gender was unconstitutional, though veterans could be prioritized. Yep, this is, um, you know, Clarence Thomas's America. Samuel Alito's America. I'm sorry. Amy Coney Barrett's America. Can we, can we, are we not going to do anything with the Supreme Court? The Supreme Court's a bunch of fucking rogues. They're like... It's it's like I they're mean, I immortis. think we should really target those all that swore that you know Roe v. Wade is what was the word that they use? It's uh, I'm, I'm going to quote Gorsuch: "Precedent on precedent." Uh huh. What happened? He was provided a present of money. Yo. That's what it was. We're on to you, assholes. We are on to you. I saw something on, I think it's Wikipedia. Wikipedia, uh, I forgot what analysis they cited. But apparently, the extreme part of the court is Gorsuch, Alito, and Thomas. And the moderate conservative part of the court is Barrett, Roberts, and Kavanaugh. That's scary. That's fucking scary. Warren Burger's court was actually like the last like decently progressive court and that's actually the court that uh you know that decided Roe v. Wade. Hmm. Yeah. Um and Casey, Planned Parenthood versus Casey was decided under Rehnquist, so it was still a decently, you know, reasonable court. Um and then, you know, the Warren court, that was the that was like the that was the shit. Uh, so, you know, the Civil Rights Act. Um, I want to say, yeah, I want to say Brown versus the Board of Education as well. Yeah, some really important cases under the Warren court. And it's crazy because Warren is actually an Eisenhower appointee. 
Really? Yeah, and Berger was a Nixon appointee. Look at that. But it also shows Republicans get way too much fucking power when it comes to appointing justices. There's just, they're just way too... They're, there's, they're too much at, uh, at an advantage. I also think it has a lot to do that they're doing that to, make, to push their agenda. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, there's really nothing else to say about that. It makes me think of like people who said that RBG should have retired under Obama... So that Obama could have replaced her rather than what we got. But the problem is, didn't somebody die under Obama and the Republicans were giving shit? Scalia, yeah. Saying, oh. But that's because, the, and, and I'm not saying they were right. Because it also had to do with the, with the Democrats not being strong enough. But the Republicans had the majority in the Senate. The Democrats right now... And, and, and they've been for years. They're pushovers. Hell yeah. They're pushovers. Since I, Clinton, at least. Yeah. So they try to play by the book so much. They come off right. They come off looking like the weaker link. And because they have they, all of this power that they really don't take advantage of. But who wrote this book that they're playing by? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, Nixon. Um, Goldwater. Um... And Reagan, and the guys, you know, the, the 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 guys in Congress during the during those times. Is there anything written behind? Um, I don't see anything on the back of any of those pages. Is that bad? I didn't do the math, so I gotta do the math. Ooh, okay. I got this. It's okay. So we're also gonna we're also going with an MSNBC article. So let's see. So Politico reported earlier this week that the ad from Miller's group represents one of the most openly race-based spots of the cycle, amplifying tropes that have historically been used to generate backlash to minority groups. Hell yeah. That's fucking straight facts. Um, So a Washington Post... as As a Washington Post... A fact check piece explained that's not what happened. There was an effort to let minority groups get in line first for restaurant relief. And as we just told you, the, what is it? The Supreme Court wasn't, wasn't with that. Because we don't have, we, we don't have uh, interpreter judges on the court. We have activist judges. Mm-hmm. And everybody said, oh, KBG, uh, active, or KBJ, activist, activist judge, activist judge, like, come on, liars and projectors. Liars! Where did I get that liars from? I don't know. But I've been doing it a lot. Every time you say liars, I'm like, liars! From being alive? Was well, that it? And from, from, from living life with all these fucking liars? Thank you, baby. So uh, they said the, that uh, VP Harris said disaster aid should go to non-white citizens first. When the fuck did she say that? So they got the fact checked. Uh, oh, they beat me to the part where they got the. So um, Priyanka Chopra, I guess Priyanka Chopra Jonas, right? Mm-hmm. 
So fireside chat. VP Harris says that the, the, the Biden administration is thinking about the families in Florida and in Puerto Rico. And what we need to do is help them in terms of an immediate response and aid. But she also talked about the long-term need to assure equitable treatment. Oh, this was it. People were mad. I remember this. People were so fucking mad when she said equitable treatment of our lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme climate conditions that are not of their own making. Why are people mad? Because they feel like that means exclude the white people who are affected. Because the white people are able to evacuate or seek shelter versus those who are in low income and moderate communities are really there. They have nowhere to go. They want to stay with their homes, stay with their life, you know, what they've worked so hard with. What are the most affected areas in Florida by hurricanes? Very diverse places. Yeah. You know, the coast, you may, you might, the West Coast, you might associate it with Oh, it's just a bunch of retirees who vote who vote for Trump. Mm, there's Listen, none of that. I went I went there on tour. There's hella black people there. It's there's hella Hispanic people there, and and we're not and we're talking about like non-white Hispanic as well. Um, you'd be surprised at the diversity in the Panhandle. It's probably the least diverse part of Florida, but you would be surprised, especially in Tallahassee. Tallahassee is an incredibly diverse city. Tampa is even more diverse. Tampa, they say, is demographically is a microcosm of, of, the, of this very country. Based on what I know, and my, my knowledge, of course, is limited, that's pretty accurate. Tampa fairly accurately represents this country demographically. Uh, Orlando. Well, actually, Orlando's a little less affected, but Orlando's still in, like, a low elevation. It's not It's not like, as high as Mount Dora. Remember that time we were driving in Orlando and we flew? Right? Oh, gosh. Yo, in order. Baby, baby, baby. And then... <laughs> then the other two people, and you were the last one to notice it. Sorry, I didn't realize how fast I was going or how many hills there were. Molly. I'm like, baby, baby, slow down. It's a... We can't see it, but... <laughs> That was kind of crazy. Good times. So, um, then, then let's see. As we discussed soon after, the vice president did not say and did not mean to say that skin color should dictate the speed with which storm victims receive disaster aid. Here's the thing, though. Again, and we, we just said this, but just for, you know... Just for the people, just for the people listening, um, y'all got, y'all, I know you have a family member who doesn't believe this shit. So we're going to say this a second time so that you can really have, you can, we can really help you drive it home for them. Who's the most vulnerable population to storms in Louisiana? Black the Southern population that is majority black. They got nowhere to go. If you, I don't know if you've seen the orientation of southern Louisiana, like the, the, the shoe part, the heel part, the ball of the foot part. It's hard to get out of there. And if it floods, they're fucked. No, I'm sorry. When it floods, 
they're fucked. I, I talked to so many people in my old job that they just, they had nowhere to go. And if they did have somewhere to go, it was like somewhere else in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. What do you expect people to do when they have to evacuate, but they don't really have somewhere to go? They're, they're, they're hoping that there's a shelter, or really even better, that there's a hotel room they can go to that disaster relief is, is helping with. That FEMA should be prepared to help with. Uh, so, America First Legal alleges liberal politicians block access to medicine based on skin color. Yeah, to blacks and browns. Right? Who were the first people in Florida to receive aid? It was DeSantis's peeps in the villages. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy to use Florida. Uh, it, it, it really reminds us of how poorly Ron DeSantis runs this state, even though it's been so poorly run for a long time that people don't notice. Because we keep having Republican governors. Like Jeb Bush just... I I don't even know if it was ran into the ground or just kind of... just kind of kept pushing the accelerator when we were already on the ground. But you could argue Charlie Crist, when he was a Republican, tried. I don't recall uh, things that he did making this place that much worse. I definitely recall... I, I, I felt a seismic shift into the shit during Rick Scott. Rick Scott was, was, uh, was like... Uh, he, was, he was governor for two terms, right? He reminds me of the Harry Potter character. Oh, yeah. I I will always say it. That's who he reminds me of. So the analysis uh, regarding this, the line, this line refers to the effort by Miller's group to challenge efforts by states to account for the fact that hospitalization and death rates from COVID-19 have cumulatively, wow, cumulatively been higher for minorities throughout the pandemic. Why is that? Because white people at large have more money. White people in this country at large have more access to health care. The, the, the proportions of people of color in this country that have solid access to health care and that just generally have the access to, to better quality of life, it, it's smaller. Couple that with the fact that the population of us is kind of smaller too, like. Um, and there's no evidence that anyone has been denied access to medicine used to treat COVID because of their race. If you weren't able to get monoclonal antibodies, it's probably because you couldn't afford them. I'll add, I'll just add that if we're going to talk about racism and access to and access to medical care, the focus should be on communities of color which are actually feeling the brunt. This is from the writer of this article. Finally, the ad from Miller's group also told the public, progressive corporations, airlines, and universities, this is all false, by the way, all openly discriminate against white Americans. 
I'm I'm dying for some fucking proof. Show me the stats. Who are these progressive corporate? What is a progressive corporation? Do, do those exist? One? How do we join one? Right? I want to work at a progressive corporation. Bro, corporations exist to make money. If they feel progressive, and we cannot stress this shit enough, it's because the practice of take no side because you'll alienate customers doesn't work anymore. People are picking their com- like people are more aware of stuff. People are more affected or not even more affected, but they they align more with particular causes. They are they're more vocal about what they believe in now. You can't avoid people's voices now. And people cuz they they always want to say, "Oh, nowadays, it's nowadays thing." No, it's the fact that the voices are so strong that you can't avoid them. Which ties into something we're going to talk about in a bit. It's actually pretty funny because I think it has a lot to do with previous generations were so big on our generation going to college and getting an education. And it's now backfiring because getting these educations or going to college really opens up your minds to other perspectives, other views. You're really interacting with a diverse community. So you're learning more about the real world versus being secluded in that bubble your parents exactly. and family had you in. And those so kind of in a way, thank you, boomers, <laughs> because, you know, it really pushed us to really test our limits. I, mean, I remember growing up being told, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. Ask questions. If something you don't like, talk about it. Say it. And now it's like, oh, they don't like it. They're complaining about it. Oh, was it snowflakes? Remember when, when, when white people's sensitive complaints, uh, racist white people specifically, their sensitive little complaints led them to massacre Tulsa, the black community in Tulsa, the yeah. thriving black business community in Tulsa? Actually, I was Remember reading when? about it the other day. They're actually uh, pulling out graves. Yo. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? The massacre in Tulsa? Yeah. They've been searching for years, looking into it. And mm-hmm. I think they just uh, ex- exposed? How do you how do you say unburied? Uh, oh, uh, damn it. There it, is a... It's scavenged? Excaved? Uh-huh. They just took out, I think, like four bodies. And they're, now they're going to run DNA testing on it. Because these were all unmarked graves. I'm sure. I'm so sure there's a lot of black people in this country in unmarked graves. Yeah, so they're, now they're really looking into I was reading about that the other day. It just happened this past week. Wilmington? Aww. But some, look at all these black businesses. There's no room for my... There's no room for me. And they're all more professional than me. They're all more... They're all more put together than me. They all, they all provide services that people need. And I don't mm. know if people need my stuff, but I, I still want to whine. And they ran people out of town. They killed people. I forgot what the what the city in Louisiana was, but they did that too. Mm-hmm. They had the fucking Ku Klux Klan. Yep. And now they have the fucking Proud Boys and the uh, Three Percenters or whatever. And the Boogaloo Boys and all that bullshit. Oh, but the white fragility. And look at these look at these violent Black Panthers. You mean the Black Panthers who uh, went around with guns making sure that their community was protected? 
I, I, I'm still waiting for, for proof that they were straight up inciting shit with just any old white person. Uh, so. Oh, wow. So apparently the person who wrote this article for MSNBC received an, received an email for America, from America First Legal, which included a statement from the vice president, Gene Hamilton. Fairly long statement complaining about left-wing officials engaging in illegal discrimination. Allegedly, and I quote, the goal of our educational advertisements is uh, that AFL is running simply informs the American people about something they ought to know, they all know to be true in 2022. No, it's just not true. But that major news outlets fail to report on, no one should face racial discrimination regardless of the circumstances. The only time that people like that have this energy is when it's them that, that, that are facing some kind of accountability. It's not, even, it's not even discrimination. It's fucking accountability. How dare they? This is trash. This is complete trash. Uh, yeah, so they put... $370 billion, uh, in the Inflation Reduction Act to, dedicated to address the climate crisis. That's something we need, right? Oh, but that's, that's uh, you know, privilege shit. It's funny because people are like, you know, this whole climate change, it's all new. It's like, it's not new. I mean, I remember talking about the ozone layer for when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um... Here's the thing is is we keep kicking we keep kicking the can down the way. That's the thing. And so now we have all this shit to address that was brought up in past generations, but y'all just didn't want to address it enough. Mm-hmm. And the people who did want to address it got shut down. Yep. So yeah, I think that's uh y'all definitely ought to check out that factcheck.org article about this. Yeah, I think that's all we got for this week. Okay. Well, well, remember to join us next week for another freak show episode where we'll go on another rant. Oh, yeah. And tell you that we're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure this is going to come out after the election. So I guess there's no real, no real room to say go vote. Um, but, oh, Alzheimer's walk. Oh, we have the Alzheimer's Walk coming up in a couple of weeks, and we're looking for donations, so please donate. Follow at the Freak Show Podcast. We'll be putting the link up there. Yes, we'll also share the link um, in the bio of this episode. Yes, 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 yes. So be sure to follow at the Freak... Oh, you you already said at the Freak Show Podcast. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to follow the greatest host ever, super underscore Elsie. And follow the second greatest host ever. Best co-host and person in the world, Cyrex MC. You. And follow mama.lc.flan. Add some sweetness to, to your, your life. life. Ooh. Wait. We are equally co-hosts. We're just we're just like Josh and y'all. Oh, we're just being guac. Yeah.
But I'm better. Got me on the speaker. Got me on the speaker. What? Got me on the speaker. What? Got me on the speaker. What? As we go live with the Freak, freak Show Jam. What? As we go live with the Freak, freak Show Jam. Quack! Put that right. <laughs> yeah.